And now, live from the shadow of America's Mountain, this is Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. All right. Welcome to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. I am your host, Heath, and with me uh, are my amazing co-hosts, Michael and Ethan. Ethan, how you doing today, man? Good. Doing good? good? All right. Glad to hear it. Michael, how you doing? We're doing good tonight. We are doing amazing tonight. And before we get into today's show topic, like we always do, let's get some housekeeping stuff out of the way. First of all, again, the music that we got down below playing right now. Thank you to Rachel Stormont and Dusty Music. We love you guys. Thank you for uh, adding a little flavor to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. Um, let's see. As, as always, we want you to check out the rmr.live website for all the latest information updates about the show. Um, there is a contact us form there. You can submit feedback, comments, suggestions, uh, recommend a guest. Heck, be a guest yourself. Um, either way, use that if you want to contact us. If you need prayer, there are two ways that we would love to partner with you in prayer. The first way, of course, is the prayer form on the website, or you can email us at prayer at rmr.live. While you're on the website, be sure to check out the Linktree link to all of our socials. Um, for those watching on YouTube and Rumble, please like and subscribe because that helps us out uh, as far as monetization and some other things down the road to help uh, spread the show a little more on those platforms. Um, and again, follow us on Facebook for additional content information that we release there periodically. Um, all right, I think that is... Oh, wait. Yeah, that's not it. We have commercials. Do we not, Michael? What do we do, Heath? Yes. Heath, um, you know, to start off our, our ads real quick, I uh, just want to mention Redemption Squad Ministries, our main sponsor for the show. We love sponsoring with a evangelism powerhouse in our local area. They're looking at a new building, Heath. Yes, they They're, sure are. They actually are looking at a new building. So thank you all for the prayers. Um, the recent update is that they are... Are, are excited about a prospect here and um it's an old church building we do know that I don't, you know Keith. hmm what do we say <laughs> <laughs> well i i think i just want to leave it at this that their redemption squad is more than what we've mentioned on the show um god has put something big in the hearts of zach and melissa as far as what he wants to use redemption squad for so it's not just about going out on the street and passing out boxes now granted that's a huge part and what they're doing to impact lives there is amazing. But having this building is going to allow them to even do more work for God. Um, they're, they're looking here. I, I've got a, a letter from them actually uh, yesterday. And they are really trying to impact those lives that have been broken, addicted, abused, forgotten, imprisoned, homeless, whatever. You know, the, the, basically the people that society just doesn't think about. Um, Redemption Squad's heart and mind is really on those individuals. And so they want to allow um, a, a space where they can teach life skills to help people get their GEDs or degrees, help them get jobs, um, you know, have a, a place for worship, um, you know, that they can do accountability groups, um, life skills classes, and whatever else. Um, they're also looking at maybe building an infrastructure there where they can house people as well to help them get back on their feet. Um, so again, there's just some amazing stuff going on um, with 
Redemption Squad what they want to do with this building. And so, you know, if you you can't donate, um, then definitely uh, be praying for Zach and Melissa in this building um, so that they can actually make a move to have a bigger impact for God. Yeah, that's right. I I was excited to uh, get the the email about that news. Actually, um, I'm actually excited about the building that it is too. Uh, right. Considering I used to know people that go to church there, <laughs> but that's amazing. So, um, so our next uh, ad, Heath, is that's right, Valentine shoe. Valentine comfort shoe. Valentine. Comfort Shoe, Union and Union Station, y'all. And uh, if I didn't get that right, check the info below. Yeah, it's but, it's always going to be below. We we we've just given up yeah. on the address, guys. It's it's actually yeah. in the description. It's it's there. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Sean and Amy Blake are the professionals you need for your feet. Uh, You're back. But they're also the professionals you need for your spirit. Yes. Right, Heath. Agreed. They'll not only fit you with the right shoe, but they will also pray for you. And so we're just excited to have them as one of the sponsors. Um, call them up. If the info is down below, I'd call, I'd call them up and see what their deals are. i see what their inventory is. I'd see um, if you can fulfill, uh, maybe, maybe you had a doctor's visit and you had a prescription for some new shoes for the, maybe the shorter leg or the crooked hip. Or the messed up back. I don't know. We're, we hope you don't have these things going on in your life. But if you do, you need some new shoes, you can call Valentine Comfort Shoes. Call them up and just see how they're doing. And they would love to talk to you and maybe even pray for you over the phone, too. Right. So that's our lovely friends at Valentine Comfort Shoes, Sean and Amy Blake. We love them very much. We love going to church with them. Yes. And they're awesome. They are. So um, also... Hey, can you throw up that book we're sponsoring? What's that book? Oh, yeah, Holy Rebel. Holy Rebel. Holy Rebel. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hey, Hey, Heath, you know what? You know what? What does it say on the front there? Who's that big name on the front there? Oh, you know, underneath Pastors Todd and Kelly Hudnall's name happens to be the mention of the foreword by none other than Mario Murillo. Oh, my goodness. Man, they know some people. Wow. They know some people. So... I'm I'm actually I'm gonna read I'm gonna read his uh forward. Right. And um, the greatest burden I bear is to watch the devil flooding our nation with evil while the church is ignorant of her role in stopping it and of her authority to stop it. The psalmist asked, If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Todd and Kelly Hudnell's book, Holy Rebel, emphatically answers the burning question. Within these pages you will become urgent. Hmm. Urgent in season and out of season, you will be fired up and equipped and finally directed to your sacred role, which we're going to be talking about a little bit today, Heath, your sacred role yes. in defeating evil in America. Above everything else, this book is about God's secret weapon, the local church. Ooh. Ooh. I have always believed that the local church was supposed to be the most fiery and effective weapon in God's arsenal. That's Mario Murillo, evangelist and author of Do Not Leave Quietly and Vessels of Fire and Glory. Yes. Yes. So, and this book, um, the website address actually for the book um, is going to be available down below. Um, it is actually 
relatively inexpensive as far as books go. Um, but Todd and Kelly have, have labored over this. Um, it was put on their hearts uh, by God to do and that we had a big launch party the last couple of weekends at church um, to release it. And we were excited to get our hands on a copy of this book and to start diving into it. So thank you, uh, Todd and Kelly. Again, check that link down below. Um, was there anything else we needed to mention commercial wise today? Let's just, let's that's... just address this on the, in the book guys, this book is number one in new King, new Kindle release in Christian ministry. Also number one in angelology and demonology. Um, right. I mean, it's a new book, right? Like let's keep on. Hey, and if you do buy this book, rate it. Rate it and write a comment. That's going to pump the algorithm on Amazon. Right. And this book needs to go viral. It just does. It's content yeah. for our time. So back to you, Heath. Yeah, I think every believer needs a copy of this book. Just saying. Um, all right. Well, with all of the housekeeping stuff out of the way, we've got another amazing show for you lined up. Today's show, uh, we're starting the uh, a new series. We've we've talked about it a little bit over the last few shows. Um, kind of as a as an idea we wanted to to chase after, and I think we've actually gotten uh, gotten a good start on it with today's episode. So today's uh, show is going to be Seven Mountain Series Part One Family. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to give a little bit of of uh, I don't know background um, before I shoot over to Ethan really quick. But you know we are called as, as as followers of christ to to impact the kingdom around us to impact our circle of influences and so um we've we've really talked about this behind the scenes of the show and, and we've you know we've mentioned a little bits here and there on the last few episodes about how you, we can help you be more missional in what you're doing and in your part of the world and, and so this this series that we're starting really is going to be um, I think a great tool for you to do that. And so it's up to us again to be missional in every circle of influence in our lives. And there happen to be seven of those. And Ethan, what are what are those seven uh, circles, if you don't mind? Okay, so the seven mountains of influence, the first one is, of course, family. Um, the second one is your church. Um the third one is where you work your business. The fourth one is the government or politics. The fifth one is education. So your school or whatever. Uh, the next one is media. So, of course, us. Um, um, and devices and other things like that. Um, and arts. So sports and um, TVs and st other things like that. Um, and that would be in the art. Um, um, so yeah. I don't, I don't know what you're sitting on over there, but it looks like <laughs> you, you are riding a bull. So I hope that as the show goes on, that we can find you some stability. Um, maybe we can pray into that later. Anyway, um, <laughs> All right, so th those are the seven mountains of influence, and we're going to actually be talking about every one of these through this series. Um, and we chose to start with family today, probably the the smallest one, but I I feel personally, and, and several other commentators, as I did some research today, feel strongly about it too, that it's probably one of the most biggest and the most impactful ones that we could talk about. So that's why we're starting with family. So I, I pulled a vote on and said, hey, that's where we're going today. Um, so having said that, 
Michael. Well, yeah, just I have a quick question for uh, Ethan. But before I do that, hey, wherever you are at in these uh, spheres or mountains of influence, it is the most important one because you are there. Right. Uh, impacting it. Um, just a quick thought. So, Ethan, hey, personal question, bro. Which mountains yeah. or a mountain are you called to? So I believe that I am called to the family and church mountains. Um, and um, I know uh, I'll give you some, uh, an example, uh, why I think that I'm called to those. Um, I Church is the biggest one because I know that I am called to become a, pa my, uh, because of my pastoral calling um and the the reason why i think that i'm in the family mountain is because i feel that i have been called and i'm led to adopt uh kids or and to build an orphanage because for those kids who don't have parents and to help those kids feel loved and that they're they feel supported and that they'll have family and parents who will love and care for them. Um, and those are the mountains that I feel that I have the most influence of. That's awesome. And for those that are listening to this on the podcast, this is the first time I'm going to ask you to stop listening to the podcast and actually come watch this on YouTube or Rumble. Because, I again, I don't I don't know what Ethan's writing, but I tell you what, I cannot keep a straight face. So was, I apologize for those that are He was tall enough to write it. He was tall enough to write it. They let him on. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, this is actually <laughs> the best ever. The best. <clears throat> anyway. So having said that, um, let's dive in. I know we have a lot of a lot, a lot, a lot of information for this episode as far as um, this particular uh, mountain. And and so, Michael, why don't you go ahead and uh, dive us in here? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Guys, um, hey, Merry Christmas. Yes. It is, it is Christmas time. Christmas time is here. Christmas week, yes. So... We picked some, well, I don't know if I, we picked them. The Holy Spirit led us to some Christmassy yes. scriptures to also address the family mountain. Um, what's kind of funny is you, you will see how, kind of what Ethan was talking about, you'll see how the family mountain, man, I can't look at Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. not to. As he just knocks back the Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Just just focus on focus at me. I'm just gonna look at you. That's I'm that's gonna what I'm we'll just look at each other. Yeah, that's what we're doing. All right. Faces <laughs> for radio. That's right. Okay. Um well let's address uh oh man, how do I recover here? Okay. Hey. Family and the reunif reunification of family uh, was prophesied uh, long ago, okay? Um, through, <laughs> through the spirit and the power of Elijah, 
Malachi 4, 5 and 6. So I'm going to read that real quick. Uh, Malachi 4, 5 and 6 is, Behold, I am going to send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming in the great of the great and terrible day of the Lord. He will restore the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. Okay, Keith, I need some feedback on that, buddy. Well, you know, I um, was actually, as you were reading that, you know, we, we talked about a lot of things before the show as far as, as the verses we were going to use um, for this. And I, I feel that um, bringing in the spirit and power of Elijah and, and even going all the way back to Genesis, you know, there's, there's so much biblical foundation for family. Um, and so really, you know, even as we were talking a little bit ago that, um, you know, if you, if you decide at any point in time to, uh, not become a nun or a priest in the Catholic church or, or somebody in a monastery somewhere, then you're pretty much going to be stepping into the family, um, mountain. You're going to have a foot on the mountain somewhere, some way, somehow, um, you decide to get married, you have a child, you adopt a child, whatever, you know, you're actually part of a family now as, as being a believer, um, or, you know, because you're part of a family from your family unit with your folks. So, I mean, you, you've got a foot on the mountain already. So we're just going to give you some, uh, some biblical basis for that. And I think that tying this in to Christmas and Spirit of of Elijah um, you guys are actually be like, what are you guys talking about? But you're you're gonna see, we're getting there. We're getting there. I trust me. Well, and and I'll I'll kind of vision cast really quick, guys. I I believe there's people listening, um, friends and family, brothers in Christ. Hey, non-believers too. Check this out. The Lord wants to unify you back to maybe maybe your family, maybe bring you into a into a, a very familial. <laughs> community uh his desire is to send the spirit and the power of elijah like we read in malachi 4 uh, 5 and 6 to bring in the family unit together um it, it says here in in uh five and six i'm going to re reread again behold i am going to send you elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the lord he will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. So if we don't have, according to the scripture, if we don't have family unification of sorts where we're, uh, maybe, maybe you haven't talked to dad in a while, maybe dad hasn't talked to you in a while, but, but the coming of that is a, a needed blessing on the land if this doesn't happen, if that spirit and power of Elijah isn't sent, well, then we're looking at a curse or else I will send a curse to the land and smite it. Okay, so I wanted to, I really believe some are listening and you are feeling led uh, to call dad. Uh, Dad, you are feeling led again to call daughter or son, and this is a this is a promise. Um, this is a promise that that's not only for our end times and later end times, but we'll we'll see in just a moment 
uh, here, Heath, that uh, even in Jesus's day, this was happening. Uh, so, th- so we see how we see how the Bible keeps on um, not repeating, but it, but well, there is some uh, repeat. There is some repeat, but the word of the Lord it keeps on it keeps on living. It's right. living and active, and it's sharper than a than a, that's what I was trying to say. Sharper than a two edged sword. Okay, it'll it'll plunge right into a time uh, where where the word where the word and the promise there is needed. All right, Heath. All right. So with this with this particular word and promise too, um, you know, I I can't help but think of of you know hearing Mario and July talking about this oncoming youth revolution. I can't help but hear about some of these other prophetic voices that I've listened to in the last week that are talking about that through this next really next bit of time, we're going to start seeing, um, you know, the focus on the family unit, um, you know, as far as like healing and transformation and growth and and just kind of a spiritual explosion. Um, And so this this scripture really speaks to that 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 there is a a need um in the healing of our world for um for this area of family um and and there is there's a lot of importance that's going to come out of that i feel well yeah i mean what's amazing is and since this is christmas we're going to look at at, uh, christmas time we're going to look at the insertion uh into our world of John the Baptist and Messiah and and some of the uh very interesting uh interesting to say the least miraculous uh prophetic words that were being fulfilled right. and conversation with angels especially Gabe himself so Heath you ready for this I'm ready let's go all right <clears throat> Oh, turn with me if you would like to Luke 1. Uh, we're going to start at verse 8. We're going to venture over to 80. Woo! <laughs> now it happened that while he was performing his priestly service before God, that would be Zacharias or Zechariah, uh, the future John the Baptist's dad. Now it happened that while he was performing his priestly service before God in the appointed order of his division according to the custom of the priestly office he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the lord and burn incense okay heath uh you got something there you got something there that that seems like a normal statement well it's it's not a normal statement though um (laughs) it really is not i was actually as you're reading i was trying to pull up uh pull up my uh my bible here on my phone so i could kind of follow along you know <clears throat> it, it's interesting that he's the one that was randomly chosen by lot to do this and to take care of this responsibility um because it put him at the right place at the right time um for an angelic encounter which you're about to see and and to me that there is no coincidence in how God unfolds things. There's a plan and a purpose for everything. So even the stuff that you're dealing with in your life right now, there's a plan and a purpose for that. And while it doesn't seem like it at the time, and yeah, it probably sucks if you're going through some bad stuff, there's a purpose for it. 
Um, and, and so, and, and as you see here, there is a purpose for him being chosen um, to, to be the one to come into the temple and burn the incense. Right. And I even, I even hear for some people watching right now that you guys are going to be doing your normal day thing. You guys are going to be all normal roll of the dice here, but you're going to have an encounter with the Lord. Right. You're going to have your, the miraculous will happen to you. It It's called miraculous for, for a reason. It pops out of nowhere and a miracle happens. Yes. So I, I just, I was confident in saying that uh, as we, as, let's see what else the Lord has to say. To us right. Okay. Let's go. Um, and the whole multitude of the people were in prayer outside at the hour of the incense of offering. Basically that was just looking at the clock and, telling us what just happened as we right. look at the clock. Zacharias was troubled when he saw the angel and fear gripped him. He, uh, he, or Ethan, Ethan, Hey, Ethan, if you saw an angel, what would you do? Like a, like this dude, like a big one. Huh? What would I do if I saw a big angel? Hmm. Oh, come on. I think there's only a couple good answers there, son. Well, Michael, um, I think I would be glad, be happy, um, because an angel has appeared um or at least in that's what i would do um be happy to see him yeah i'd be excited and uh um i would also be kind of like i would also feel um s some curiosity as to why he has been sent to me um so yeah okay. absolutely Okay, so for Zacharias, he had a lot of fear. Um, but the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias. For, and this is verse 13, everyone. Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your petition has been heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear a son. And you will give him the name John. Heath, that's extraordinary news. Right. <laughs> um, I'm sure since he's a priest... He's thinking back to like Abraham and going, uh oh. <laughs> right. Right. Cause um, he's, he wasn't a young man at this time. And, and I think we talked about that a little bit before the show that he, you know, he definitely was not a spring chicken. And so, you know, here he is, his wife. you know, doing, doing his duty and, and filling out his obligation. And, you know, obviously him and his wife have been praying about this for a hot minute. And, and here we are in our, you know, golden years so to speak and all of a sudden here comes an angel of the lord saying hey by the way you know now's the time for you to have a baby so i can understand i can understand his fear definitely oh absolutely uh verse 14 you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth now that's good news uh guys they didn't have any kids zacharias is a he's a priest okay um okay 
his his other priestly uh, co-workers are wondering what him and Elizabeth have done in their life or what their mom and dad have done in their life or what the grandparents have done in their life for Zach and Liz to not be able to have kids. Right. Um, you will. Ha- so that's a great announcement. You will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. Verse 15, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord and he will drink no wine or liquor. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb. And he will turn away many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God. What? Right. What? Wait, what is that? Heath, what? Ethan, what does that sound like? I think I need it one more time. Okay, uh, Heath, what does it sound like? You know, honestly, that I'm just putting myself in in his position. As as I'm hearing this, okay, first of all, you're showing up out of nowhere. You're going to tell me I'm going to be a dad in my ripe old age of however old, you know, he was. And, and then you're going to, you're going to tell me, okay, this kid's going to be amazingly Holy Spirit filled even before he's born. And he's going to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready for the way of the Lord. That is like a, a huge scare thing. Like, that's like, that's way too much responsibility. Like, why are you calling me for that? Like, can't you be talking to somebody younger down the road? Like, what, you know, like there's a lot of things that at, at times when God brings us some kind of, of miracle or promise that, that we weren't expecting, that's bigger than we were expecting. You're sitting there going, whoa, like that is, that's insane. And, and that really, again, is a prophetic word back, you know, back in, I don't know, I want to say Isaiah and back in those times talking about, you know, there's, there's a, a savior coming and, and this child of yours is going to have a hand in preparing that way. Um, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. I'm sure, I'm sure Zacharias was thinking about Isaiah, but I bet he just thought of what we just read. Malachi. Right. Four, five and six. Um, in fact, that's a direct quote from Prophet Malachi there. Or right. a, he must have been Italian. Prophet <laughs> Malici. Prophet Malici, that's right. Yeah. Had you know he was the Italian prophet from a <laughs> long right. time ago. I love that joke so much. Prophet Malici. Prophesying. From, li- from Little Italy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I just want to apologize to our uh, Italian listeners. Right. Please forgive us. That was horrid. That was horrid, but the best we could do is New Jersey accents here. So we just apologize also to New Jersey. Right. <laughs> okay, let's move on. It's Christmas time. Uh, 17. It is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. We're also talking about tonight a people ready, prepared for the Lord. Um, Our heart at Rocky Mountain Revival Radio is to help, along with you all going to church and being in a small group or a men's group, um, 
or in a community uh, within. Uh, maybe you're in one of the seven mountains already, and, and you guys are in a community there uh, uh, in entertainment, in government, uh, in education. We want you guys to be edified uh, to be, as Gabriel himself said, so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Heath, anything on that? Um, no, I just, this, I, I love this story, actually. So I'm just excited that we're doing it. So that's, yeah. I'm just sitting here in delight in the Lord that we're, that we're talking, uh, preparing the way here. Zachariah said to the angel, okay, here, here's John's dad. How will I know this for certain? It's not like an unheard of question, I think. He, you know. he was dealing with fear. He just right? said he was just scared just a moment ago. Right. How I know this for certain, for I am an old man. Okay, now he's telling the angel facts. Right. I'm an old man, and my wife is advanced in years too, dude. The angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and, and unable to speak until the day when these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. Good old prophet Gabriel. Right. <laughs> um, the people were waiting for Zacharias. So this whole meeting was uh, <laughs> really taking up the time. This, the people were meeting, uh, waiting for Zacharias and were wondering at his delay in the temple. But when he came out, he was unable to speak to them. And they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them and remained mute. When the days of his priestly service were ended, he went back home. Mute. <laughs> Can't yep. say hi to Elizabeth as you walk in the door. Can't say nothing because you got smart with Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, after these days. Well, you know, let, before we move on, we just need to talk about what the spirit and the power of Elijah is. is, is what, what Gabe and Malachi said about the spirit and the power of Elijah and a very important role uh, that we need in our communities today. We need, we need the spirit and the power of Elijah in our families and in our communities today. We need them in, in the family mountain. Yes. That we do. So, so the spirit, just to be very clear, the spirit and power of Elijah is sent uh, for families, family re reunification. I'm going to add to Malachi like Gabriel did. Um, he said, um, and, and parents take courage on this, okay? And, and maybe you want to even praise God for the spirit and power of Elijah and, and ask right now for the spirit and power of Elijah to the Lord. But this, this spirit from heaven of the Holy Spirit uh, is sent to turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children, back to the children, and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous, so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. God's intention is that the unwise turn to the godly wise yes. for their own benefit, so that they're not 
tripping on the streets and 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 making a mess and and a horrid mess. I mean, Heath, I see homeless all the time, all the time at work. I work yeah. downtown all the time. I see a lot of the same faces, and you can tell Heath. And please speak to this if we if you got a moment here, but you can tell who is more inclined to stay homeless, maybe who even wants to be homeless. Right. And you can tell who is actually kind of perturbed and is kind of scrambling to maybe make something happen in their life. You know, you're really hitting on something there that there is a choice that some people make that they're okay with the circumstance, that they're okay being homeless, that they're not um striving for for something better for themselves that they're really well, they're just okay with being disconnected to maybe right. some of the uh maybe they're not great with their mom and dad right maybe, maybe there really was a big family tear but maybe they're not also going to a possible connection that could help them right yeah there's a whole lot of avoidance in some of that where it's just you know the status quo is just perfectly fine i'm homeless it is what it is nothing's going to change that there's nobody I can seek for help. There's no way out of it. I'm just going to be here and miserable until I die, basically. And you can see that in in certain people's eyes when you're when you're engaged in that section of the community. Uh, and you're right. There are others that you can tell, hey, they're not happy about being there, and they'd give anything to change that circumstance. Exactly. And and what's interesting here is that some life happened before this word started right it says um i just want you guys to think about that life happened and then wifey got pregnant okay after these days elizabeth his wife became pregnant so there were some like seasonal days that passed right and he's still muted and then thank god his wife becomes pregnant and she kept herself in seclusion for five months saying this is the way the lord has dealt with me in these days when he looked with uh, when he when he god looked with favor upon me to take away my disgrace among men so there was some disgrace going on amongst their community right they, people were looking to elizabeth and going um why are why are you not having children? You're a priest's wife, you know? And right. so she, she is praising God that her, she got pregnant and her disgrace is gone. Cause in that community, in that time, especially in the religious community, you know, the shame flowed like, Oh yeah. Wine you know, <laughs> or totally. whatever. Um, now in the sixth month. Okay. Gabriel's back. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David. Hmm, that's interesting. That is very interesting. And the virgin's name was Mary. Hmm. And coming in, he said to her, greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. 
And behold, so, ooh, there's a connection. Zacharias was afraid. Right. Mary seems to be afraid. Right. Gabriel says, don't be afraid. Let's see what she does. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. Okay. That's big news. That's huge news, actually. Yeah. Tell me, why is that huge news, Heath? Well, again, you know, there's there's been prophecy, you know, 400 years prior to this talking about, you know, the Messiah, um, this Jesus character that we're going to learn something about here. And, and then there was 400 years of basic silence you know, where there wasn't any prophecy, where there wasn't really anybody hearing from God at all. And now within a six-month time span, we've got an angel sent from God to deliver a message, um, you know, over here that, hey, John the Baptist is about to be born. And then we've got six months later, another angel, you know, the same angel showing up going, hey, by the by, here's another child going to be born from God. So that's a huge message because this this conversation is now fulfilling prophecy from 400 years prior saying this was going to happen. So, right. you know, I mean, she she has some right to be fearful because nobody's heard from God for 400 years. And now all of a sudden, within six months, we've got two angel sightings. Absolutely. I mean, watch how heavy this announcement gets. He will be great. And will be called the Son of the Most High, which that is huge. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob, Israel, forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Okay, that's a lot of God verbiage right. to an Israelite woman there, right. a young lady. Uh, Mary responded. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you and for that reason, the holy child shall be called the son of God. Uh, any thoughts here, Ethan? So, some of my thoughts are that I think Mary was scared because like, an angel just appeared to her while she was sleeping and woke her up. Um, but I, I do think that is an amazing thing that that this angel came that in a six month span, there are two angel sightings and no one has heard from God in these 400 year span. No word has nothing has been heard from God. But then there's these two angel sightings in between the six month period. But with Mary sh to hear how. Her son is going to be called 
her her son is going to be Jesus Christ. Her, she is going to bear this child who is the Savior. Um, and so, yeah. Right. Well, and so maybe, Ethan, we could say um, more localized prophetic words, good ones, or and more localized uh, angelic encounters, good ones. Yeah. Means what? Something's going to happen? Yeah. All right. Um, and behold, you're now this is really cool. Okay. So we're talking about the family mountain. Watch it. Gabriel. Uh, hey, Heath, has he said his name Gabriel yet? Um, to Mary, I don't know that he actually said it yet. Um, we're told it I in might, the text. I might be wrong if I'm calling him Gabriel to Mary. No, I'm it's in, in verse really 26. Quick. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, the town of Galilee. Okay. So, okay. Pardon me, everyone. I didn't want to get that wrong. So, okay. Yes. Gabe, Gabe is visiting the family. Okay. So, and behold your relative. Now, this is cool. He goes, behold. Okay. Exciting news here, guys. Behold, your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son. Now, she knows Elizabeth is older than her by years. By a lot. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she, who was called barren, so she had a reputation of being called barren in this community. Right. Mary also had a reputation to be called, well, she was young. She, she was betrothed to Joseph, but she was definitely a virgin. And everyone knew it. Okay. Right. They knew that they hadn't gotten together yet. Okay. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she, who was called barren, is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. You know, actually, I just want to throw in the translation I'm reading right now. I'm reading the NIV. Verse 37 says, for no word from God will ever fail. Um, and mm. I've had some interesting things happening this week. And I just want to throw out that God's word never comes back void. If God tells you he's going to do something. If God has made a promise to you, if you've heard through a dream or through somebody saying, hey, you know, I think this is going to happen. You know, God kind of gave me this inclination for your life or whatever. And they've shared that with you. No word from God's going to fail. And so I just I that was like glowing out of my phone. So I just wanted to make sure that we threw that into this episode that nothing that God says he's going to do for you. He's he's not going to he won't show up. He'll he'll show up if he says he's going to do it. He's going to do it. something just happen to where. You, you know, something just happened now. Just well, I mean, just now as we we're sitting here talking this, and you read that uh, the translation you're using the NASB, right? And, yeah. and so, uh, as you were reading that, I was like, you don't know no, that what I like. It was literally like glowing off my phone. Like, for no word from God will ever fail. Mm. Um, and and there's been some words spoken over my life in the last few weeks. Um, and I've been struggling with the fact that, okay, are you going to show up, God? Are you going to, you know, I don't know how you're going to do it, God, because in my my eyes, my vision right now, I can't see a way. There is no way. But I know you have a plan. You have a way. But 
hearing this again tonight just reminded me that these words were spoken from God, which means there is truth. There is, I can find comfort and rest in and joy in the fact that God's word will never fail. So yeah, I just, I, I really, I, sorry, I, I didn't mean to sidetrack us there, but I, I just really wanted to highlight that, you know, if you're struggling with something, you believe God's given you a word for something, then stand fast, hold firm, be delightful, be joyful, be praising the fact that God's word will never fail. It will not come back null and void to you. Well, and you and Mary share a very, very similar response. She says, behold, the bond servant, the bond slave, I'm reading the New American Standard here. Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So apparently business had been taken care of. Gabe left. Right. Well, the other thing to point out, too, is the difference in how Mary reacted to the word versus how Elizabeth and uh, Zachariah responded. You know, there was a lot of fear, a lot of doubt. While Mary had some, she didn't spend a lot of time arguing with Gabriel. She was like, okay, so yeah, I'm a little scared. Yeah, you're saying this is going to happen. But okay, let that word be fulfilled. Let it be done then. Like she, you know, being the good uh, Nazarene girl she was, immediately just accepted the word from the Lord and, and, and rolled with it, you know. And obviously, I mean, I'm sure she's walking away from this encounter going, okay, I got some doubts, like, what are people going to think, whatever, whatever, because you know how you, our human minds work. But there definitely is a difference in how she reacted to that to that uh, angelic encounter, right? That's so good. You call her Nazarene girl. Her and Stephanie Gretzinger just <laughs> hanging out in Nazareth. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, so, and me and my family, apparently. Right, apparently. <laughs> that's a That's a denominational joke there, folks. Yep. You're welcome for that. Brought to you by Rocky Mountain Revival Radio and the number three. Um. (laughs) Okay. Now, Now, at this time, Mary rose and went in a hurry to the hill country, to the city. of. Why is she going to Judah? And entered the house of Zacharias and, and greeted Elizabeth. Wait a minute. She went to go visit her family? Yeah. I feel like, you know, you have a big encounter. You might want to tell somebody you care about or talk to somebody who also had a similar encounter. Maybe. I don't know. Well, it's just funny that the spirit and the power of Elijah just keeps on popping up. Right. Let's let's reconnect with family. (gasps) Reconnect with family. Oh, no. I'm sensing a theme. I'm sensing a theme to this episode. Guys. Okay, Heath, I actually have a really... I actually have a question for you. Okay. What is a really good reason? Environment. What is a really good reason (laughs) to get together with family? Maybe you guys are having God things happen in your day-to-day life. Heath, what is a really good reason to get together with family? Uh, based off of the context of what we're reading. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out this answer first, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. But but my answer is there's power in testimony. So you're going to share the experience. You're going to joy, joyfully express what's going on. You're going to be able to share that and give thanks to God and and to really just release that 
that powerful testimony and your sharing experience. I mean, again, to me, it's about the fact that, okay, Gabriel just told Mary that Elizabeth's pregnant. We all, everybody knew, everybody knew Elizabeth was not having kids. Like she was extremely old, like known to be barren. Like this was not even on the table for these two individuals to have a kid. And all of a sudden, bam, they're pregnant. Oh, by the by, she's six months along as well. Now you're going to have a child, you know, we should probably talk about this. We've well, we and just Gabriel is telling them he Gabriel is recognizing their spiritual religious atmosphere. Right. Do we see how even so going back to Ethan's uh, uh, t- uh, testimony of where he knows he's called to go. He knows he's called to go to the a religious mountain, the church mountain. He right. know he's called to go into the family mountain. Right. Right. We're seeing a, a kind of a negative negative, um, back and forth between the religious mountain in this day and the family mountain. Right. Now the spirit of the power of Elijah was sent into John the Baptist. Okay. Right. He's already Elizabeth is full of the Holy spirit because of that baby within her. And also the spirit and the power of Elijah. I'm going to break it down just for a moment here. Then on top of that, I know that God is not sending that spirit, even in a baby form, that ministry got started. Right. Okay. He's not, he's, it's okay that that, it's okay that that child in your womb, mom, is a baby. The, because he's around on earth right now in your womb means he is highly important to God, he or she. Oh, oh, fire is falling right now. Holy Spirit, right. provide encouragement to these moms in these very tough times. Mary knows that there's Romans around her. Her nation is dominated by uh, the Romans. The Romans were not good uh, uh, to the people they conquered. Okay. Also, there's a religious atmosphere of shame, guilt, condemnation. Oh, no, Zechariah and Elizabeth. They're not having kids. They're 60 right. plus years old. They're on AARP. Yeah. And they now they're <laughs> pregnant. Okay. Right. Then on top of that, you thank God the spirit and power of Elijah was sent into John the Baptist, into Elizabeth. Okay. Mary just had an encounter. Massive encounter. In fact, so massive. You got to go download like Heath was talking about. Guys, if you guys have a testimony of the Lord, Go and share it with a trustworthy familial, maybe not, maybe not blood family, but go to someone trusted. Um, if not, join a good church and get started on the trust game. Okay. Right. Yeah, um, definitely. There would be there would be a people if you have an amazing encounter with God, or if you have an amazing encounter spiritually, let's say it's not with God, or let's say you're not you're not sure what happened here. Go to church. Definitely. Go to church. That's um, there, well, we could help you with some good churches. We could point you to some good churches too. And right. if you're in our local area, but we could point you to a church where you could get going there. There's going to be people who are going to love to talk with you in a, yes. in trustworthy people. Uh, we know some of them, um, our, our, one of our, uh, Heath, do we call them a sister church? We'll call them a partner church, uh, yeah, a road church. Partner yeah, church. Why not? why not? Yeah. A sister church, partner church. We, we actually have some friends at the road church. Uh, another church here in Colorado Springs. We love those people. Yes. We have the best conversations with them. Yes. Like they are family. It's amazing. 
Like you yeah, do, actually, awesome. you don't really see that in amongst church to church from uh, uh, interactions these days, unless maybe you're in like a denominational thing and, and you go and see, you know, the other denominational church across the state or whatever, but right. it's actually rarer uh, in the uh, interdenominational or non-denominational setting. Um, so anyway, do you guys see this uh, uh, thing happening there? Thank God the spirit and power of Elijah came. Right. That helped in going. It, it does not say the angel told Mary to go to Elizabeth. It says she then went. She had to go see what was going on. Okay. Sons, daughters. If some cool stuff is happening with mom and dad these days, go see what's going on. Right. <laughs> mom, dad. If, 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 if your daughters and sons, they got the job promotion. They got, they got the, uh, they just had a baby. Well, I know we're going to call them if you have a baby, but they get married. Maybe it's not even the person you want to get married to call them. See what's going on. C- right. Say congratulations. Right. That's, that's actually obeying God. <laughs> okay. Heath. <laughs> no, this, this is so good. This is so good. I'm, I'm actually loving this, loving this so much. So we'll re-enter the scripture here then. Um, so Mary arose and went in a hurry. That's cool. To the hill country, to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, mm-hmm. this is my favorite part, guys. Yep. The baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with, with the Holy Spirit. So not only is baby filled with the Holy Spirit, baby leaps and mom is filled with the Holy Spirit. And she cried out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? Whoa. Mm. Okay. 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 Uh, Let's see. I, I need to read a little bit more before I say this. Maybe. For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. Okay. We have to talk about what just happened with Elizabeth. First off, her baby is filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. He also has the anointing and the power and the spirit of Elijah. Right. Okay. There's this, there's this Holy Spirit concoction going on there with John the Baptist. Okay. In his mom, in the womb of his mom, Elizabeth. Okay. The baby leaps for joy. When Mary, the mother of Jesus, enters the house, Heath, what is a what do we so, sometimes what we do in like a praise and worship session? Like we what what do we do? We we jump for joy. We <laughs> this this whole part of the story just always gives me shivers. The fact that <laughs> baby in the womb, John the Baptist recognizes Mary's voice through the Holy Spirit gets excited, fills his mom with the Holy Spirit, and she all of a sudden 
declares prophetically these incredible words over Mary. Like this is incredible. Well, this is the, well, and John, John was aware that cousin Jesus was there too. Right. This, this isn't a, this is the first time this happens. Yeah. John the Baptist is going to do this in the future when he sees uh, God show him that, that this is the Messiah in a, in a vision as, as Jesus in a spiritual sighting, as Jesus is walking towards him, he prophesied it himself that that would happen. Right. Here's the thing. Guys, the spirit and the power of Elijah is so closely related to Jesus. You do not have to worry if you receive the spirit and the power of Elijah. It did not replace your Holy Spirit. It's a blessing from God in our times. Yes. It It interjects in our times. For what? For good relationships, good discipleship relationships. Good familiar relationships, good reuniting uh, for unwise, ungodly to godly, wise counsel in their life. And by the way, we've seen it, Heath. We've seen the ministry of the Spirit and Power of Elijah where people will listen to us. Right. They will listen and do what we say. By the way, guys, a small hint. uh, Heath and I have the Spirit and the Power of Elijah. That is actually part of our ministry off the camera is we, well, we don't have like a, like anything professional going on, but right. we love serving God. And, and if God brings people to us, we would be morons to not allow God to work. Right, Heath? Exactly. 100%. So, Okay. Oh, I need to pen this when I, (laughs) okay. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? Verse 44, for behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. There's a celebration of faith going on here. They they knew the prophecies. They are stoked. They are so stoked this is happening to them. And Mary said, my soul exalts the Lord. So now Mary is just praising God. Uh, If she had an electric guitar solo going on behind her, she would, would, you know, cue cue electric guitar solo. (laughs) Right. My soul exalts the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in in God, my savior. For he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave and behold from this time on all generations will count me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name and his mercy is upon generation after generation to those who fear him he has done mighty deeds with his arm and he has scattered those who were proud in their thoughts in the thoughts of their heart he has brought down rulers from their thrones and he has exalted those who were humble. He has filled the hungry with good things. I have to pause right here. I'm going to put my finger there. These ladies are prophesying. Right. This is awesome. Seriously. Accurately. So John the Baptist mom is doing what John the Baptist is going to do in the future. Mary is declaring the fulfillments of the Messiah now. 
Yeah, these this women is awesome. are amazing. Hey, women, especially moms, you are amazing. Women, you are amazing. Godly women, you are amazing. If you are pregnant, or if you want to prophesy of your husband or your child, do it. God loves his ladies. These ladies are celebrating and praising God vigorously. And right. they're accurate. And this stuff is this stuff is in scripture forever. Okay. And sent away the rich empty-handed. He has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy. So Jesus is sent in remembrance of his mercy. Oh, hey, you know what? Okay, so Mary is saying, okay, thank the Lord. I thought this was Elizabeth for a second. No, this is Mary. And, and okay, so as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever, and Mary stayed with her about three months and then returned to her home. So she probably was hanging out until John the Baptist was born. Now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth, and she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and her relatives heard that the Lord had displayed his great mercy toward her, and they were rejoicing with her. And it happened that on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to call him Zacharias after his father. But his mother answered and said, No, indeed, but he shall be called John. Okay, they're not listening to mom. <laughs> and they said, And they said to her, there is, there is no one among your relatives who is called by that name. They're bad mouthing mom. <laughs> mom knew. Mom had talked to. Mom had communicated to John, uh, to Zacharias. Zacharias. Okay, she. Mom knew. Uh, Elizabeth knew this child's name was going to be called John. And they made signs to his father as to what he wanted him called. Keep on ignoring the prophet right? Elizabeth. What? Hello. Just yeah. like they do with all the prophets, right? They either kill him or ignore him, <laughs> or, <laughs> or beat him up. Um, and they made signs to his father as to what he wanted him called. And he asked for a tablet and wrote as follows: His name is John. Thanks, Dad. And they were all astonished. Heath, what's going on here? What do you see, man? Well, I, uh, I I think it's great that you know this exchange has taken place with with Mary and Elizabeth, and and that there is just a um, a mighty move happening with these two ladies with these two babies, um, and and also I've I've been a hint distracted this last few minutes because Ethan's getting some downloads as we're talking here, and so I've been kind of checking in on him a little bit behind the scenes, just making sure he's all right. Uh, Cause the Holy spirit's kind of moving with Ethan a little bit right now. Good. So I Thank think you this for is seeing that I wasn't, this is, <laughs> this is also very awesome that, that we've got that going on. And Ethan, if you want to talk about it, I can, I can switch the camera angles. We can talk about it. And if not, then we'll just kind of keep on with the discussion we're having. It's up to you, bud. Uh uh, I'll talk about that uh, later, but for right now, let's just continue. All right, all right. I appreciate it. Um, praise anyway, God. thank you. Praise, praise God for for what God's doing with Ethan there. Um, so yeah, I, you know, the fact that uh, again, sometimes we're so caught up in 
traditions and other things that were were not open to new to new things you know you mentioned that there was definitely nobody called john in in the family lineage so why why are we naming our our child um a name that that didn't come from something familiar because i understand that in naming as a parent myself those family heritage connections are important when you're naming your child and so to just come out of left field with something that's never been in the family before like how dare you you know and, and that's kind of the perception that's going on here um and yet finally finally we hear dad come along going okay yep yep it's john we we got this now so you know yeah. uh just this whole uh, familial dynamics sometimes are fun <laughs> well especially in a religious <laughs> right religious community okay um so this is what the, a, a miracle happens here they were all astonished that he communicated this uh but also and at once his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed and he began to speak in praise god and in in praise of god uh right now uh, some of you listening are stuck in in a few ways. Maybe it's one or another way. Uh, but but you are to you are to take the faith step, and maybe it's even writing something down as the faith step. Just like just like Zachariah. I mean, he he he'd waited a while until he was able uh, to have break free, break break free, and break through. And um, his tongue was loosed. Uh, at the right time and and some of your time is now guys sometimes the faith step kind of like in indiana jones the faith step looks like a black cliff that you could step off into and 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 it'll be the end of you but just like in, it, there's actually a step there in the in the dark in the shadow there there's actually a step there and it, the faith step is intentionally hard right Heath? Yes, definitely. It is oftentimes one of the most difficult things we can do is to take that step, that leap of faith, especially when we don't in our own, um, you know, human minds see a way or see a path or see a possibility. Um, it's it's definitely challenging at times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the more you take the faith step, uh, the easier that kind of face step is then God will give you another face step. Right. Okay. Fear came on all those living around them and all these matters were being talked about. This is verse 65 in all the hill country of Judea 66. All who heard them kept them in mind saying, what then will this child turn out to be for the hand of the Lord was certainly on him, certainly with him. And his father, Zacharias was filled with the Holy spirit and prophesied. Wow. This family we're getting the Holy Spirit prophesied saying, blessed be the Lord God of Israel. So he just started talking. So he's very excited. I mean, he's, he's full right? of the Holy Ghost. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. He has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people. Whoa, what a statement. And it has, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of David, his servant. And as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old. So now he's summoning the scriptures. He's like, listen, it's written. I just experienced it. Here are the scriptures that I, I am. Uh, this is happening. I'm a priest. I have a son. <laughs> He's going. Okay. He, uh, 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 he, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
As he spoke by the mouth of the holy, his holy prophets from of old, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy toward our fathers and remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to Abraham our father, to grant us that we, being rescued from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear. Guys, the spirit and the power of Elijah will rescue you from fear so you can stand. Boldness happens at the birth of a movement of the spirit and the power of Elijah. In this time, John the Baptist, it wasn't Elijah, it wasn't Elisha. And frankly, it wasn't Moses. I say Moses because Elijah and Elisha and John operated out of the Mosaic scriptures powerfully. In holiness and righteousness before him all our days, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. Jesus called him the best prophet in the Old Testament. Right. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give to his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God with which the sunrise from on high will visit us mm, to shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death. That is Isaiah 9-2. He just quoted. So dad Zacharias is on fire quoting scripture and bringing it into his present context to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child continued to grow and became strong in the spirit. Wow. And he lived real quick. Heath, John the Baptist was miraculous. It says right here, the child continued to grow and to become strong in the spirit in spirit, and he lived in the deserts until the day of his public appearance to Israel. All right. You know, what's amazing about this is, is that this man had to sit with his mouth closed for nine months and not say a word to anybody or anything about anything. So if this was present day, you must believe that his wife would have been getting away with all kinds of stuff, buying all kinds of extra stuff, bringing all kinds of extra stuff home. Because he couldn't say no for nothing. Um, but the fact that the first thing he does when he gets his speech back is to start praising God and to speak blessing over his child. And that is such an important thing as parents. Um, I just want to take another you know, quick side trip here. As parents, it's so important that we speak words over our kids, positive words over our kids, encouraging words over our kids. Um, I can tell you that um year and a half, well, actually it's almost two years ago now, I started speaking um encouraging words over Ethan, you know, three times a week. I made I made it a mission three times a week to send Ethan a message with some kind of encouragement, some kind of belief in him, some kind of, you know, I love you, you're going to do great things, you know, what, whatever that message was. And I've been doing it consistently since. Um, and the, the impact that it's had on Ethan's life was something I hadn't expected or hadn't seen, but you know, our words have power. Um, our, our ability to speak words of God have even more power. Um, if we can speak those into a situation 
or a strategy. It's a priceless thing, guys. Um, you can affect change by speaking the word of God into a situation, by speaking words of encouragement, by speaking hope, by speaking peace, um, praise, all these things, you can affect change. Um, and, and so you can bring about earnest expectation by the words you speak over someone or into a situation. You can provide strategy to overcome plans for the enemy. Like there's so much power in what we speak. And it's seen here um, when John's dad finally gets his, his, his ability to speak back and begins to praise God and speak words of, of, of positivity, words of, you know, encouragement over his son. And, and just seeing that as a dad, like, I just, I, I just want to, you know, yes, go applaud that. Yes. Do those things for our kids. Um, because this is, this is incredible. I think this is the second, my second favorite part of this whole scripture that we've read tonight is the fact that, um, Th this is what he does when he can speak after not being able to speak for nine months. It's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, while my uh, little brother there, uh, Ethan is, has been praying. Uh, I did receive a word guys, men. There are a few men. I don't know the exact number. Okay. I hear four. There are four men who the Lord wants to give you your ability to speak back. And I'm not talking about, you guys already talk now. You guys can communicate in English. But you guys, we're, we're talking about the ability to encourage. We're talking about the ability to speak life. Some people can't do this, no matter how hard they try. And we know them. And it looks like a personality trait on them. Right. But God is, is God, as you reach up, raise your hand. And as you reach up, and by the way, we if you'd like to share your testimony of this happening, write write us on YouTube, on Rumble. Well, Heath, wherever we're at, we're, YouTube. Yeah. Actually, if you if you don't want to post it publicly for the world to see, which we'd we'd love to, but um, you can email the show, or you can email me at the show host.heath at rmr.live. Um, I'll collect all those, and we can we can talk about them. I'll share them with uh, with Michael and Ethan, um, because again, there's power in testimony, guys. Power in testimony. And some of you right now are getting your ability to speak back. I even hear about some some women, uh, some moms getting their ability to speak back, and and we're talking about the ability to uh, bring scriptures, applicable scriptures, and uh, touched by the Holy Scripture Spirit scriptures into your life, into your context because he touched you and you can declare them. And there's breakthrough in your life, not only for word, the word of God coming into your life, but for, for your ability to speak to your kids and your ability to speak words of encouragement, words, words that edify and start a whole movement in their life, a whole movement in your family. So just right now, in the Holy Spirit, guys, right now, in the presence of God, just raise your right hand and just say, thank you, Lord. I receive my breakthrough. I wish to communicate with my kids. I wish to communicate with my son and my daughter that which the Lord would have me communicate, even if it is maybe, even if, guys, maybe maybe the, the son or daughter doesn't react like how you wish they would react, but you, you heard the word of the Lord and the word of encouragement to your son or your daughter, and you obeyed. That's good seed. Okay? And so... 
the Lord right now is touching you at your shoulder and at your arm. And it, it'll stay in your chest. And, and, and he, touched, he touched your chest and your ability to speak. Heath, what do you have, man? You know, we were, you were just kind of talking and, and speaking that blessing and, and prayer. And, and I'm just reminded that I, I was reading some stuff earlier today, uh, you know, and, and I guess while we're getting towards the end of the episode here, I, I know we've got some more things we could potentially talk about. We could really um, drag this episode out for quite a while if we really wanted to. But I wanted to throw out a yeah, couple. Yeah, we could of prayer- do a part two. Yeah, we could definitely do a part three or four, actually, if we wanted to. But anyway, you know, <laughs> if if you feel inclined um, to pray um, over the topic of family, I've got a couple bullet points here. I just wanted to throw out um, from some of the reading I did earlier today. One of those is that you know, marriage remains and restored as the foundation of the family unit. Uh, we want to pray for healing in marriages that are fractured by affairs, alcoholism, pornography, drugs, you know, whatever other things that the enemy is using to tear families apart. Um, we declare that the family mountain is going to stand for life and entire culture's futures depend upon how well the unborn, the elderly, and the most vulnerable among us are protected. Um you know, take authority over the areas of your life. Um, don't partner with the enemy. Um, pray for those institutions that are fighting for marriages and healthy families. And, you know, pray for people that don't have a family, you know, that they're alone for whatever reason, that there's some kind of reunification, that prodigal children return, that, you know, these people that are alone find a church family. Um, because those, I can, I'll tell you what, just another, we talk about rating all the time on the show. Um, And, and again, I was blessed this weekend with being able to, to serve in the church and to, to hear Pastor Kelly's message on Christmas twice and, and to, to be a part of our amazing worship team that we have at Radiant North. Um, There's just something about being in a church family um, to experience love in a whole new way. Um, you know, a lot of churches out there, unfortunately, are are a little broken and need some healing on their own. But our church, thankfully, is not one of those. Our church, when they say your family, your fa- it's not just a it's not just a catchphrase. It's not a simple thing. You are part of something bigger. You are um, valued and loved for who you are, where you are, no matter how damaged, no matter how broken you walk into that door um, on Sunday morning. You're loved, you're respected, you're valued. You are treated um, like the the long lost family member that we didn't even know we had, we didn't even know we needed or we wanted, but guess what? You're here and we love you. Um, that kind of feeling I've never experienced before in my life in a church. Mm. And, and wow. as we're talking about family, we're talking about family in this episode. Church family is so important, guys. That connection, um, that ability to share testimony, that ability to worship together, the ability to pray together, the ability to um, connect in in smaller groups and to build one another up, to edify one another, to to just come alongside somebody who's struggling with something that you've struggled with before and to help walk with them along that journey. There is so much stuff that's come out of my being a part of Radiant Church and Ethan being a part of Radiant Church, just from our testimonies, from our side of the fence, as far as what we're bringing to this episode. Um, family is so important. And, and if 
you're struggling with stuff in, in your life, you know, I can tell you that there are some relationships in my life that were damaged in my family. And it was um, brought to my attention through the Holy Spirit that I needed to work on some of those so I could work on some relationships with my kids that are damaged as well. And so this this episode is is not just a, a convenient topic, you know, in front of Christmas. It really is the fact that there are lives to be changed and impacted and influenced through family um, close to home, closer than we realize at times, you know? And so, Heath, we have a biblical uh, reason. I mean, we it's even said in the church, ah, you know, you know, family time, it's, it's good at Christmas, and it is good at Christmas, but, you know, this is about Jesus, and it is about Jesus. But what I am saying is, through the spirit and the power of Elijah, which is very close to Jesus. In fact, when John the Baptist died, Jesus was ticked and sad. Right. Okay. That was quite a blow to him. He, for many reasons, one, it was his family member, but don't worry. He got Satan back with Paul, the apostle. <laughs> anyway, um, what I'm trying to say is we have biblical reason here to get with your family at Christmas. We're, we're celebrating Christmas here with this broadcast. And we have the spirit and power of Elijah who is designated for the family, for family coming back together right next to Jesus. In right. fact, getting mom and mom celebrating in the Holy Spirit too. And, and celebrating in the Holy Spirit is another reason to get together at Christmas. Um, even if you and your mom or you and your sister are the only ones in the house, in the family, doing it at Christmas, what a great way to celebrate Christmas is by John the Baptist and Jesus getting together and you, you know what I'm saying, and celebrating God together. That family, the gifts, the gifts of the believers coming together and that family and celebrating God together and sharing that, whether your siblings are non-believers uh, uh, or uh, non-believers. Right. Well, and and I I just had this put on my heart too. You know, if you're alone at Christmas, I was I was thinking about this. You're not alone on Christmas if you're alone. Um, Jesus is with you. Um, it's okay to um, listen to a podcast or, or sing a Christmas song, or you know, crack open your Bible and just read. Um, you know, I, I think I always turn to Matthew when I'm reading the Christmas story. Um, Luke's a great one to read too. I mean, any of the gospels really, but um, right. you know, read, read the Christmas story and just remind yourself what, what took place, why we celebrate this season. You know, we celebrate the birth of our Lord and savior. We, we celebrate um, transformation on this earth by Jesus coming by, you know, scripture being fulfilled. There's so many things that we could celebrate uh, outside of, you know, the birth of a child, but this one child had so much impact and had such an uh, dramatic change on the landscape at the time um, that, that we're still feeling that impact today. And, and so, you know, again, as, as we're talking Christmas, you know, you're not alone. If you are, if you're feeling alone, you're not alone. Jesus is there with you. Um, you know, and again, you need someone to talk to. There are, there are places to reach out. There are, I know plenty of churches are doing services this, this coming weekend. Um, you're welcome to shoot us an email. Um, you know, we'll pray with you, pray for you, um, whatever. Uh, because again, you're, you're not alone. And that's the one thing that, that 
is really standing out to me today as, as we're going into the Christmas season that a lot of people feel that they're alone at this time of year. You're not, um, you're, you're valued, you're loved, you're appreciated, regardless of what you've done, regardless of what's going on. Um, none of that matters because you're here on this earth, which means you have a purpose to fulfill. And that means that you're not alone, that you're loved. And, and so I, I just want you to hear that. If you take nothing else away from this episode, take that away, please. Um, as I'm looking at the timer here, we've definitely extended this episode a lot longer than we have some of our others. Um, I'm going to shoot over to Ethan really quick and get some closing thoughts from him. And then, um, Michael, I'll hit over to you with some closing thoughts. And then maybe we can uh, say a prayer and, and uh, wrap things up a little bit. Ethan, what you got for us, bud? Um, so really quickly, I just wanted to talk about some of the stuff that the download stuff. Okay. Um, so, uh, ladies, um, mothers, um, everyone who's watching, um, God, God wanted me to tell you that he loves you. Mm. He, he wanted me to tell you that you are not alone. Yes. He, he's with you. He is there for you. He he also wanted me to say that throughout throughout the storm, throughout the 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 rough, throughout the waves, throughout the throughout the storm, praise him. Yeah. yeah. Worship him. That's so good. Yeah, Jesus said that. That that's what he sounds like, y'all. <laughs> yep, that's but, so good. But yeah, that's what I had. That's what you had. All right, I think that's amazing. Um, thank you, thank you, God. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, Michael, what do you what do you have for us for the closing thoughts um, before we jump into prayer? Well, let's make sure we close on Jesus. And so, um, the I believe the Lord wanted me to say it like this. Jesus died for his family. Um, he, I don't know if you guys know it, but whether you're a believer or unbeliever, at the end of the day, you're you're a son of God. Uh, whether you choose God or you don't choose God, um, Jesus died for his family. Whether you're a black sheep or a or a bushy-tailed white sheep right um jesus died for his his sheep his family and and then he rose okay so he came to die but then he rose and he is alive now currently right now at the right hand of the father interceding for you and me and ethan and heath day and night that's awesome. You know, as you were talking, um, both of you talked about the fact that, you know, Jesus loves you. God loves you. God's got a plan. It just reminds me of some things that Pastor Kelly talked about this weekend, you know, that God is love, that Christmas is love, that Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for us is love. Whether you've chosen him or not, um, he still had you in mind when he made that sacrifice. Um, and I know... I just want to circle back again. You know, this reminder 
this season to not give up. God is on time always. Um, he always comes through. He always delivers. And he may be silent, as we we talked about in this episode earlier. You know, God was silent for 400 years. He may be silent, but he's never left you. He's never forsaken you. Um, he's never abandoned you. And so I just want to leave you with that message before we pray that um, there's there's a plan and a purpose for you, whether you see it or not, whether you believe it or not. Um, you are loved. Um, and I know just from our perspective on things, I mean, we don't know you. We don't know who you who you are listening and watching, but but we love and appreciate every one of our listeners. We appreciate everybody that God puts in our path. Um, and so I, I just want to bring that into it too, um, that we love each and every one of you. And um, I don't know why I'm getting emotional all of a sudden, but boy, I got, I got some feelings going on right now, guys. Um, yeah, Michael, why don't you pray us out? Um, I'm going to process this while we're praying. Okay, so Dad, Heavenly Father, um, we just want to thank you for sending Jesus. Yes. Uh, you sent him, and 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 he came, and and he he. They laid him in a trough, and uh, we celebrate. We celebrate Jesus. And we thank you for all of the heavenly reinforcement at these two births, especially. Uh, but with the one birth, and thank you, Lord, for the Lord's prophet, Lord. But yes. for the Lord, um, we just thank you that his ministry of keeping his family endures out of the book of John and I believe it's John 15 I could be wrong but Jesus's ministry his earthly ministry of keeping the sheep that you gave him uh, he fulfilled and because he's alive he continues in the ministry of keeping sheep And guys, we just we just encourage you to uh, join the family at Christmas time. Join the family mountain at Christmas time. Uh, if you guys would like to pray with me, pray pray this, uh, Jesus. I thank you for dying for me, for coming to Earth for me. I thank you for even wanting me to be united again with your family. Lord, you said my family is the one who does the will of my Father in heaven at a time when your family, Lord Jesus, was looking for you to take you away. Thank you, Lord, for the clear designation on who your family is, those who are with you and in you, and participating with you, doing with you the will of dad, the family business. 
So Lord, for those praying with me, God, I want to be in the family business. I want to be related to Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart this Christmas, not as a baby, but Jesus, come into my heart as the King and Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for the royal, the earthly royal family, Mary and Joseph and Jesus. Yes, I thank you. Yeah. And Lord, I, I pray that that blesses a, a Catholic brother and sister right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, and, and, and so all that, uh, prayed that prayer, um, I, your family, your, your kingdom family. Okay. And, uh, you're a new creation. And those who prayed that prayer with me and meant it in their heart, pray, pray this now with me too. God, fill me with your Holy Spirit overflowing and, and, and flow onto me and baptize me in your Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' name. And with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Yes. Now, if someone if, if someone prayed that and you feel an urge to say something else, open up your mouth and say it. It may not be English. If you feel something in your chest, something in your throat, this is the Holy Spirit, and He's going to show, He's going to manifest and, and prove that this happened with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now, really quick, I'm going to show you what that might be like, but you may not, you may not have the evidence of speaking in tongues. You may have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and we're looking for sign of power. We're looking for boldness, just like the Spirit and the power of Elijah, and the increase of boldness. Okay. Okay, if it's in there, let it out. Open up your mouth. Ah, uh, thank you, Lord. We here at Rocky Mountain Revival Radio, we believe in multiple proofs that you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. If you have a love and a passion for God's Word like you didn't have before, that's power from the Holy Spirit. If you love praying more than you ever have in your life, that's passion and a fire and baptism in the Holy Spirit. Okay, if you love uh, talking to people about Jesus more than more than you ever have in your entire life, and I'll add this one too: the Bible says no one says Jesus is Lord unless he is born again. By the way, that's a new tongue. That's classified biblically as a new tongue. If you could say Jesus is Lord and you mean it, and you you've never said anything like that in your whole life. You may be baptized in the Holy Spirit. but So those who may desire to speak in tongues, one more time. Ah, open your mouth. Let it out. Intentionally partner with the Holy Spirit. You are praying in a new language. You received your heavenly language. And I pray that you have interpreters around you if you if you have um, an ability to speak in this language. But I pray that you pray in this language and that the Lord would bring you an interpreter. So thank you, Lord, for this work. And this, I cannot believe that, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow, this is powerful. Lord, thank you for the work on this broadcast. Wow, Heath, back to you. Uh, you know, I... Um... <clears throat> 
Did you have something else, Ethan? Yeah, I just want. I just. I got another thing. So I was. Ju I just wanted to say really quickly. Um, God also told me that if you guys are broken, if you guys have, if you guys have things that have gone on in your life and you feel like you're broken and you feel like you can't be used by God, that's a lie from the enemy. Yes. You can be used from God. God uses the broken. Yes. God can use you in situations where he needs people. He w can use you and he will. That's awesome, Ethan. That is awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Well, guys, I, for a first time in my broadcast career, I'm actually at a loss for words. Um, <laughs> this episode has been incredible. Um, I want to thank both of you for joining me tonight for uh, this special uh, series that we're starting and for our little uh, uh Merry Christmas uh, moment here in the show and I uh, wow God's doing some amazing things and I'm just humbled and honored and blessed to be a part of that um, again I want to throw it out there if if you feel compelled you need you need someone to pray with you you need someone to talk to you, you want to share a testimony please reach out to us um, we would love to hear about it um, we'd love to pray for you um, with you whatever if, if you're going through some things um, you know, there, there's just been so much stuff that's come up through this evening, and I'm still feeling this just big wave of emotion here. Um, before we close out the show, I just want to take a moment, wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, we are going to be releasing a, a little uh, video like we did for Thanksgiving this week, just from the staff uh, and I, uh, just thanking everybody and wishing everybody uh, Happy Holidays and Merry Christmas. Um, but I wanted to make sure we mentioned it here on the show since we've we've tied Christmas into this episode a little bit. Um, I pray that no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, that your day is truly blessed, that you remember the reason for the season, that somehow, some way, God's going to move for you this Christmas, um, whether it be um, repairing a relationship with a family member or helping you find the Christmas spirit or helping you to realize that you're not alone. Whatever that thing may be in your life, I just pray that God moves in a mighty way for you. Um, all right. With that said, guys, I, wow, what an episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in today, guys. Uh, we appreciate each and every listener and viewer that we have. Um, all of our podcast folks around the globe, we love all of you. New spots are popping up on our listener map all the time. and That just excites us more than you know because that means God is moving. And that is an amazing thing. Um, remember to check out rmrr.live for all the latest information and updates about the show. Please like and subscribe to the show's YouTube and Rumble pages because, again, that helps us in ways that you guys don't even know, can't understand. So please do that if, you, if you're watching us on one of those platforms. Follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, all the things. You can find those on the show's uh, linked, uh, link tree page um, on the website, rmr.live. If you like the show and the show's content, feel led to donate to us. There are the links to do so on the website. Those donations go to hosting fees, software equipment. Um, also, again, we are still partnering with Redemption Squad, so a good portion of those donations are going to them as well to help fund uh, this building need that we talked about earlier in the show. Remember, guys, this is so important. Get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-led church, plug into groups, discipleship opportunities, and serve in any way you can. Remember that God loves you. Remember that we love you. Thanks again for joining us. 
and be blessed. Have a good day, guys. Thank you for listening to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio.